listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. Welcome back to the show. It is 15 minutes past six and we're ready to kick off the first half of the show as we chat to a beautiful young lady by the name of Lerato. And she's going to talk to us about pageants and God. Good evening, Lerato. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm well, thanks. And how are you? And greetings to everyone that's listening. Fantastic. We are very well and uh, we're looking forward to having this conversation with you as well. I trust you had a beautiful Monday. It was a great start to the week and I'm looking forward to Women's Day. <laughs> yes. Celebrating women. I love that. Now, you're very passionate about women and we're going to get into that in this interview. I just love how you're doing so much as a young person. Um, it really is so inspirational. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like we all are given a platform at some point in our lives to make a difference. And I feel like every platform should be utilized. And I feel like the youth the youth has a lot of resources, so why not use them if they are at our disposal? Mm, mm, mm. Beautiful. So let's talk about yourself, Lerata. Maybe you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, before we get into the nitty-gritty of the interview. Okay, so I am from the west of Johannesburg. I've lived there all my life, although originally I am from Limpopo. I am currently uh, a law student, and uh, I'm also um, a pageant girl, as people would say, but I would say that I'm a change agent, and the pageant title just comes with my name. Mm. I'm also um, a legal practitioner, but most of all, I'm an advocate for education. Mm. Um, I'm an advocate for uh, making a difference wherever you can. And I'm a lover of life, people, and God. Oh, wow. Beautiful. An advocate, a pageant queen. I love how you're using it to bring change as well um, in your society. I mean, um, as I've said, that... um, we are given different platforms. So I'll start when I went to university. I think that's where uh, my love for making a change started when I realized that we all come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Although we find ourselves at some point in the same setting, we come from different backgrounds and people um, are good at wearing their scars, you know. And I realized that when you have more and someone doesn't have as much as you have, it really does not help to say that. Um, I can help you or how can I help you? Because as I grew up um, with the notion, the African notion I am because you are, I'm a product of a community, you know. So uh, the community has raised me to where I'm at. And if I have the opportunity to do the same, then it would be an honor and a pleasure. And I'll be more than happy to do it at any given day or time. Beautiful. Lovely stuff, um, Lerato. Let's talk about yourself being um, involved in pageants as well. Congratulations on being the finalist for Miss Township South Africa. Thank you so much. The journey hasn't been easy, so I'm glad that I'm a finalist. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk to us about what is this pageant about? So the Miss Township South Africa pageant is basically about redefining beauty. And that's why Mm -hmm. I fell in love with this pageant. Mm -hmm. Um, So every year I kind of have a question on where my next 
pageant is. And I mm. feel like it found me because um, they focus more on the beauty in how you get involved in your community, beauty and women empowerment. One of the things that I know they encourage us to do, given the high in, uh, unemployment rate in South Africa, is we start an initiative for business that can carry you and your community. You know, so it's about redefining beauty beyond your physical features, uh, being beautiful at heart, you know, um, by giving back, being beautiful in personality, just how you relate to people, being beautiful economically, where you can bring income within your own household and ultimately be able to help the community at large. I love that. And I love how you are able to do different things to make a change. So it's quite a diverse um, uh, pageant. So really not one that focuses more on, you know, the looks and the dresses. But here it's an intentional pageant that focuses on changing the lives of people as well. Mm. Uh, And yeah, um, one of the initiatives that I'm currently doing, well, I have two, but one that is really close to my heart and one out that I will also be tapping into tomorrow is um, the pad drive that I currently run. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I decided each year I do something, but um, last year I came across a, a post on Instagram of a young girl who was actually shoplifting pads because she couldn't afford them. Oh and uh, she went through court proceedings uh, without anyone knowing until um, the case was finally dismissed. And I thought that this is not something that's commonly known, that people actually shop left sanitary towels because they can't afford it, you know, and also Mm -hmm. how it affects um, the girl child uh, who's at school trying to seek an education. Some girls don't even go to school on their monthly cycles because they can't afford pads and they're trying to save themselves off the embarrassment of leaking during um, class lessons. And that also interferes with one of my other advocacy, which is education, where I believe that each child um, deserves a chance at being educated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, 100%. Now, you spoke about a lot of pageants that you've been involved in. Maybe you want to tell us, name a few of those pageants, please, that you've entered. What are those pageants and um, what have you gained from those experiences as well? Okay. So my very first pageant was in 2019 where I entered the Miss Outlier pageant. It was about being an outlier in society. What makes you an outlier in society? That was my first pageant. And I think what I gained from that pageant is that it's possible. Mm-hmm. I had never had any pageant um, experience, but I was crowned the first uh, princess of that uh, pageant. Um, and I, in the past, I struggled a bit with public speaking and I knew I had a voice, but I needed something to help me bring out that voice. So that's what mm. pageants have done. I've also been in the Miss Inspire South Africa pageant. Um, what I gained mostly from the Miss Inspire um, South Africa pageant is the art of hard work. It was one, it was one pageant that held you accountable. Um, so we had lessons uh, and courses that we would be enrolled in. And I felt that that was good for character building. Mm. I've also been in Greater Than Means. 
I have young girls that I've met when, when I want to do an initiative, I call them mm. um, to collaborate with me so that the, the difference can be great, it can be at a larger scale. Um, they also assist me in drafting. You know, you meet people from different walks of life with different qualifications or different skills um, that um, really can help you when you want to pull off an event or run an initiative um, to benefit people. Wonderful. Uh, we're going to give you a horn there. We're so happy about your journey. And I just love how you are so consistent, you know. You keep on keeping on, and that is a beautiful uh, trait to have. So congratulations to you, Lerato Saroba. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We're talking about pageants and God with, uh, I want to call you a pageant queen, Lerata Saraba. Uh, join us on Facebook if you have a question or a comment, Hope Alive Radio Station, that's the handle. You can send us a tweet on Hope Alive underscore radio. And of course, send a voice note or a text message to 067-153-1089. It is 6.24 p.m. and this is the first half of the show. I have a comment here from Wendy in Riddaport and she says, Lerato sounds sweet. That's beautiful. I think she does as well. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Love that. It comes with the experience, years of speaking. <laughs> Beautiful. And I like how you have, um, you know, equipped yourself because you understand that speaking is also an important part of being involved in pageants. So it's not just about the look, eating right, keeping your body in shape, but it's also about how you come across. And maybe talk to us about, other than, you know, uh, in, improving on your public speaking, what else have you done to ready yourself for pageants? So um, what I've learned about pageants as I've entered each pageant is that it's important to define yourself so that when you walk into the space, it doesn't define you, mm-hmm. right? So um, I spend a lot of time self-affirming. I believe in scripture reading, so I read scriptures that affirm me of who I am. Mm-hmm. That uh, My favorite one is, God is within you, you shall not fail. Amen. So um, I believe that it's most importantly a mental game than a physical um, game because um, you find people who are looking stunning but they um, crack mm. you know when uh, it's time to deliver and I realized that you need to equip yourself with uh, with um, self-affirming um, spaces self-affirming words you know, so I do, I spend 30 minutes of my morning every day just self-affirming, just reminding myself of what, what is my why, what is my purpose, what am I doing this. And also it's important to look back and critique yourself because I believe that we all have room for improvement mm-hmm. and his engagements with people. So I always surround myself with people because you learn a lot from people. You know, you can't possibly know everything as an individual, mm-hmm. you know, but otherwise I skip. I love sleeping because um, it also just keeps uh, my mind fresh, you know, my mental health in check. So I make sure that I also stay away from sugar because I know that (laughs) when I eat a lot of sugar, I get a sugar rush for a couple of minutes and then I'm down. So I try to keep in check with those little nitty gritty things that can affect me. Very nice. The sugar part is uh, a killer that all of us are trying to really stay away from. Now, Lerato, let's talk about some of the social issues that you are addressing um, in the township. Let's talk about the initiatives that you're also running with as well. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so my biggest um, um, social issue is education. And when I say education, I'm not just talking about education founding your contemporary learning institutions, you know, education in everything. Um, so I speak on education in mental health. I speak about education in the evolution of pageantry. I speak about education in feminine hygiene because I realize that when we have a little bit more information, we tend to make better decisions, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I'm big on holding seminars. Um, on my Instagram, I have um, cycles where I have mental health week and we talk everything mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, that things that you wouldn't find on Google, you know, uh, we talk about feminine hygiene. So that is social awareness. Yeah, I need more people to have more access to information because information is power. It puts you in a better position in mm. any situation. Mm, mm, mm. Love it. And the, or the quickest way to really solve problems is through education because then people are well informed mm. and they know what to do and they are prepared for any situation that comes in the future as well. Mm, that's true. And people don't have to go through things to learn. They can simply learn from Lerato's experience, sure. you know. So I also believe in sharing. You know, some people don't have to go through the hardships to know that, you know, the stove is kind of hot if I do this. You know, mm. I might just get burned. They can just learn from hearing stories and making better decisions. Sure, 100%. And let's talk about, you know, you pursuing God in pageants. I love how you said, you know, that you are pr- proposing, or rather standing up for the gospel, even though you are involved in pageants and you're taking that stigma away because many people think that you can't stand for God and be involved in pageants. Yeah, that's true. I grew up in a, in a Christian home. And now that I look back, I've always loved pageants, but I just thought that uh, the two cannot exist, coexist. And I realized that God gives us talent, you know, they're all different. And he blesses us differently. And this happened to be one of my talents and one of my purposes in life. And that doesn't mean I have to change anything, you know. I don't have to change how I pray. I don't have to um, change how I communicate with fellow Christian members. It's simply me doing what I love and making an impact. And the Word of God encourages um, encourages uh, humanity, like being humane with others. And that's pageants allow you to do that so i see a lot of god in pageants you know because i spend a lot of my time with people and i see god through other people and god encourages good and healthy relationships all the time and you know um the bible even says two is better than one Mm. you know so i get to do a lot of community engagements where i'm surrounded by other fellow christian people you know of course there's times where um, there are certain things that um, might not be in line with one's um, faith, but that's why it's important to be honest about what you are willing to do and what you're not willing to do from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So you never find yourself um, being compromised. Mm-hmm. So God is always the foundation. And if I put something on that foundation and I feel like the foundation is not quite agreeing with what I've put, then I know that maybe I just need to reevaluate. 
Hundred percent. I liked how you said earlier on that you you spend thirty minutes in devotion so that you can keep reminding yourself of what is your why. That's how you will make mm. sure that you're not going to find yourself in compromising positions because you know why you are there, and you will easily be able mm. to discern that this opportunity is not for me. Have there been those mm. roles where you've turned them down because they don't align with your beliefs? Actually, yes. I was asked. Um, to be in a pageant. I didn't actively enter it. I got a, a message, a DM on Instagram. And um, every time I, I do something, I want to know why I'm doing it. What's mm. the purpose, right? Mm. And um, I looked at the criteria and um, the pageant specifically just um, spoke on physical um, appearance and physical beauty. And I thought to myself, what message would I be carrying out to the next young girl? Mm. That you're not perfect because you probably do not look like me. I want to share a story. Or I want someone who looks a young boy or young girl who looks at my journey. They see a story. You know, they find a place in my story. It doesn't have to be uh, based on physical appearance, you know or um, the monetary value uh, in my pocket, you know. I want to show them that it's literally my heart and my soul that got me here. And mm. if you have a heart and a soul with good intentions, you definitely can stand in the position that I'm standing in today. Mm, mm, mm. Fantastic. We're talking to Lerato Sarobe on God and Pageants on the Feminine Touch tonight. Um, it is the 8th of August at 6.32 p.m. And this is in celebration of Women's Day, which is tomorrow. We're hearing from a lovely lady that is making a difference in the lives of other women as well. She's not just a pageant queen, but she's a social activist for education, for women and women's rights as well. If you have a question or a comment for Lerato, do engage with us on Facebook. Our handle is Hope Alive Radio Station. You can send us a tweet on Hope Alive underscore radio. And of course, you can send a voice note to 067-153-1089. Lerato, let's talk about uh, the pad drive that you are running for sanitary pads. Why did you decide to do this? I know you spoke earlier on about the lady that um, you read up about that had period poverty. Mm. What led you to say, now I'm actually going to take action? That story touched me. I don't forget it, and I always make reference to it. And first, also as a woman, I know how uncomfortable that time can be. Mm. So imagine not having the products that you need to carry you through that season, you know. A lot of things are uncomfortable. You become extra conscious of your surroundings, of yourself. And the more I look into it, because I do research before I carry out anything, I realized that there is about 1.5 million girls in South Africa suffering from period poverty. Mm. And that is a lot of young girls mm. because they have to make, their the families have to make the decision between whether do we eat tonight mm. or do we buy you a pair of pads. Mm. And I don't think anyone deserves to go um, through that. I'm glad to know that uh, it's now become uh, something that known and a lot of people are coming to the party you know you um there are quite a few um pet drives that are running in communities the more the better i'm happy the more the better mm, mm, mm. 
And I do see a lot of activity on Instagram as well addressing period poverty. So it is really something that South Africans are starting to take a notice of and say, we cannot allow this. I also heard an advert um, from ShopRite radio station say, well, not radio station, but ShopRite store saying that they will charge uh, a five rands for pads, a pack of eight, to make sure that they can be affordable mm-hmm. to young girls. And I thought that is exceptional because this is a store saying, we know that this is obviously not the right price that we should be charging, but this is bigger than price. This is about making sure we get young girls to have the sanitary pads. I'm loving those kind of decisions that are being made. It's a great breakthrough um, for females. Um, We are trying to even get it to a point where girls can get it for free. You know, Um, it's, it's literally something natural that the body just decides to do. No one decides that they want to go on the um, menstrual cycle. It's natural. The body decides for you. You know, it's how God has made us. So we are thankful for um, um, companies like ShopRite coming on board. Mm. Uh, I know you can get um, some at um, Star for Five Grand. We are thankful and we are thankful for all the donations mm. that people give us. Um, just to, so that we can make a difference, so that a young girl can feel comfortable uh, for at least seven days uh, on the monthly cycle. And we hope to see more, you know, mm-hmm. but we will continue. We will stay the course until we reach the target where hopefully one day they can, uh, young girls who can't afford um, to buy sanitary pads have a place where they can access their coffee. Mm-hmm. Until then, we do our part. You know, as I said, with the resources we have, we can only do our part. Sure, sure, absolutely. Why is making a difference so important to you? Because, I mean, you could have just done the pad drive and that would be it, but you're also doing these education initiatives as well, which must take up your time. You say you do a lot of research before them as well. So why is it so important for you to really be so invested and make a difference in the lives of people? It's important to me because anything human cannot be alien to me. You know, um, I've had, I've been in situations in life where people have helped me and they didn't even know they were helping me, you know, and those moments have stuck with me for a lifetime, you know, and as the human race, as I've said that I'm literally, I exist because you exist, you know, Mm. Um, and we, we, people say life is short, but I say that we quite took for a long time to hate each other and not to care about each other. Mm. You know, we have the same feelings, we have the same organs, you know. Um, so I can, I cannot imagine not having a pack of pets or not having something to eat or someone choosing not to give me certain information where it could better me, you know. So I do it for a better tomorrow. I do it because I know that the people who even came before us had their own fight and their own struggle where they fought for us so that we could live in a better South Africa. It's for us not to drop the baton, but to carry it on. Mm -hmm. As hard and as challenging as it may be, we need to keep on until uh, we can live in a society where everyone is okay. Mm -hmm. It seems like a far-fetched dream, but I feel like if we all can do the little we can do, Everywhere we can, we will be one step closer. 100%. Absolutely agree with you. Now, you you also doing a lot of work with many villages and townships. Maybe you could name some of, of those villages and townships that you've been able to impact through the work that you're doing. 
Okay, so um, like I said, I'm originally from Limpopo, so I, you know, charity always mm. begins at home. Mm, mm. So the Han Mamal, I'm from a village, like mm. a, a, a evident village where people struggle with water, mm. people struggle with electricity. Um, so I started in Hamamaila. I have um, done a lot of rounds in Soweto or over Soweto. Um, tomorrow I'll be at St. Mary's Orphanage. Um, I saw on the wish list that they do need toiletries and pets being one of them because they do house um, teenage girls. So that's where I will be. I'm not limited to location. Uh, if there's a need, I will go. I've also shipped, uh, shipped a few pets um, to Durban and Free State. We're loving what we're hearing from Limpopo to Durban and Free State. I mean, you're almost about to cover all of the provinces within South Africa. That is absolutely exceptional. Thank you. Like I said, where there is a need, we will go. So if anyone is listening and they know of a child, a woman, anyone who needs pets, I am willing to help. Love that. And we're going to share Lerata's, well, we're going to ask her to share her details where you can contact her a little bit later. So do hang on. I'll tell you what, you guys can partner together. And that's what she said earlier on, that if everyone can make a contribution, this world will be in a better place. Lerata, you also do a bit of work around mental health. Let's talk about that, what you're doing in that space and um, why you felt the need to also get involved there. I felt the need to get involved in mental health because it is the right time to talk about mental health. For the longest time, uh, we've sh- uh, shied away from mental health. Mm. And uh, with the amount of um, awareness that's coming about with mental health, I realized that there was also at one point in my life where my mental health could have been um, shaken a bit. But I didn't even speak about it because I didn't know how to speak about it, mm. you know. And now we live in an era where uh, we have played on social media. Sure. And social media is one of the causes uh, of uh, poor mental health, you know. Uh, that means we're talking about the youth. We're talking about our kids in primary because now they have access to media and social media at a very early age. Um, where conversations are not a, a norm now because of gadgets. So... There's a lot of bottling up. And sometimes what someone needs to hear is that it's okay. You know, yeah. uh, someone someone can be saved by someone else's story, right? So now we just, um, we advocating for mental health and education in, me- in mental health so people don't feel like outsiders or people don't feel like something is wrong with them, you know. Mm-hmm. We are shying away from um, the norms of, no, you are strong. Everyone is going through it. Two people can go through the same thing and one might not handle it as the next person as well as the next person. And we are saying, that's okay. You know, uh, just because Narato took it well doesn't mean you have to take it well. It's okay to be vulnerable. You know, it's okay to say, I am not coping. And then we facilitate the necessary help for you. Mm, mm, mm. And creating that space for people to just say it's okay. I think that's the most important part, that people want to be heard. They want to know that there is a safe place where they can come out to. And oftentimes, that's the biggest problem, that they don't have a place that they can go to. All the time, um, I always tell people that there's always someone willing to help. Mm, and there's mm. only someone um, willing to give you an ear. Sure. You know, it's, it's a bit comfortable at first, 
but there's always someone willing to help you in your journey of healing. Mm. And that is someone willing to hear you out is a form of love. And I, I believe that when we give people a chance to speak and feel heard, we play a big role in the healing journey. The biggest role because half of the time people don't feel heard. So I only say it's a good idea to actually stop and ask people, how are you really feeling? Mm. You know, mm. how has work been? How has school been? How has family dynamics been? You know, last, uh, sometimes it's just um, try not to be like, hi, how are you? I'm good. And, you know, you move on with your life. Ask in depth and you, re- you, you will realize that sometimes people are really going through a lot and that conversation can save someone's life. Mm-hmm. And it starts with something small. Now, Lerato, uh, really such a young person, and uh, I believe that the world is still going to hear more from Lerato Saroba. Any last words that you would want to share to our listeners about uh, making a difference, standing out, and being the voice of change? What would you want to encourage somebody who says, you know what, I'm thinking of doing something, I'm thinking of stepping out, but maybe I'm a little bit nervous? My word of encouragement is stop. Everything will fall into place, but in small groups, but with family, but with uh, friends, um, but with something new is always scary. But once you start, you realize how much people, how many people are willing to help you. Um, stay the course. Um, there are challenges. Um, you do get a lot of no's, but remember that those no's are literally worth that one year that you are going to get after a million no's. And that one year has the ability to change the lives of many other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Start and you have the ability to change a person's life. You've said so many amazing things. You really should be proud of yourself and proud of what the Lord is doing in your life. Do you ever just take a moment and um, reflect and thank God and embrace what he's doing in your life? Every morning and every night <laughs> without fail. Um, I thank God for literally just breathing and literally just be able to talk, you know, uh, because every every second is really a gift if we think about it. A lot mm. can happen in one second. Mm. Um, so I grew up in a praying household. My mom encouraged prayer at a very early age. Mm. As I've said in the beginning, I do mm. nothing without God. Yes. So, as God gives, we thank Him. Even when we don't get the things we ask for, we and we thank God Absolutely. because we know that His plans are way better. And I've learned to just trust Him throughout my journey. Um, I believe that at the end of the day, it will work out because I am God's child and I am extremely favored. You are favored indeed. Bless the Lord. Let's talk about um, your social media handles. Where can people follow you and get involved with you as well, just to also take part in these initiatives and partner with you? Where can they find you on social media? Okay, so on Instagram and Twitter, I am Larato underscore Soroba. On Facebook, I'm Larato Soroba. So literally my name and surname on every social media platform so it's easier for people to find me. 
Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, the lady's name is Lerata Saroba. She's making a difference in ladies' lives as well as in young girls' lives, whether it's through mental health awareness or education or, of course, running these sanitary pads drives and addressing period poverty. Lerata, such an honor to have you on the Feminine Touch tonight. All the best for Miss Tembisa, finalist, and um, we really hope that you can bring it home and we can bring you back to tell us what was that experience like. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to just hear my story. Um, I just want to say, if there's anyone who needs help, please do not fear. Um, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. If anyone else who wants to collaborate, they are more than welcome to also reach out. We are definitely bringing this one home. Um, and I'm thankful to everyone who supported me throughout my journey. Mm. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Lerata Saroba, Miss Township South Africa finalist. Thank you for joining us. You've got the handles to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's do this. Let's make a change for our nation. We're going to close out um, in a beautiful song, and we dedicate this to everyone to say you can uh, do things for the kingdom. You can work uh, for your God as well, and it won't be in vain. Lerato, God bless you. Until we chat again, uh, we'll see you next time. You are listening to Hope Alive. Streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.